Hello, everyone. Whoa. You are listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke, the podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. We are highly caffeinated and we are very excited. Now, Morgan's home is. She doesn't split the rent with this person, but there is another. <laughs> I have a squatter. Uh, uh, there is a, a being mm-hmm. in her home. Yes. And uh, if you've been following that up, that story, we have an update. So, yeah, Morgan, so, you have the floor. Okay, so the window opened last time. I think I told you about that. And so I closed the metal thing and the window mm-hmm. opened slightly again. Again? Yeah, again. Maybe he thinks it's hot in there. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. And then, did I mention the shoelaces? No. Okay, so this was around the same time as the window. I have these plastic combat work boots that are clear with like a black flannel pattern on the inside. I just had to set the scene because I love my shoes. <laughs> oh my god. And those are my work boots because they're plastic and like hard plastic. So the chemicals in the water don't get in my shoes and get my feet wet all day, which is nice. And I put them down on the floor. Mind you, I'm a clean freak. I deep clean once a week, meaning sweeping, vacuuming, putting everything away every single week. So oh, I put God. it on my. I, I would really like for you to move to Brooklyn. <laughs> I have to do it to keep myself sane. It's it helps with my anxiety, or at least I tell myself well, I, that. I have anxiety about my clutter too, but it doesn't mean I <laughs> do something about it. Fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I put my shoes down. On the wall where my closets are. And then Hank lays on top of my shoes. Cause Hank smell- is a cat. Hank is my female cat. She She's laying on top of my shoes because she likes the smell of smells that are smelly. A lot of work mm-hmm. stuff. And then later that day, I pick up my shoes and I move them to the closet. And I know for a fact when I put them down, there was nothing on the ground because I always put my shoes down there right away. And when I pick them up, there was part of a pair of shoelaces that were old and kind of, they were like black, but they were a dusty black. And it wasn't the whole shoelace. It was like tied, the aglets were there, and that was mostly it. And they were kind of flattened. Tied shoelaces? Yeah, it was like- when you pick them up? Yeah, and they were not my, I don't have any shoelaces like that. Roger doesn't have any shoes here, and he doesn't own any shoelaces like that. And Jacob doesn't have any shoelaces or shoes that are out. I think Jacob said he owns two pairs of shoes, and he took them with him. So there's no shoes in the house. Sad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I own too many shoes. Could you you have stepped on them in those work shoes, and then they dislodged themselves slowly when they were set on the... It's possible, but I feel like there would have been, I don't know. I walk on concrete to get up to my house. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would have knocked loose earlier than when I put them down. It's possible. But the way they were under my shoe just seemed odd. Yeah. Well, we'll we will continue to... But that's not, that's not it. That's not. Oh. That's not. Okay. Right. So- <laughs> Good. Sorry. I just, I guess I didn't tell you about that. So that happened. And okay. then Roger came to town this weekend. He's in Roger is her uh, beloved. He's she, he's my beloved. He's in Dallas. I'm in Lubbock, and so he surprised me with a <laughs> he's visit. He's my beloved. He's in Dallas. I'm in Lubbock. Woo! Oh my god! 
Oh, God, I hate the South. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. No, that, that gave me a deep, deep satisfaction. That made me I, really I, I proud. Oh, okay. So he was here. <laughs> I'm crying. So he was here this weekend. He surprised me with a trip. I came back from work and he was in the house. And oh my god, that's amazing! I know, and he had, like, thrown flower petals and put it into different parts in the room, and there were valentine treats and all these different flower petal areas. Roger! I know, and then I get to the bedroom, which is the last stop, and he's in there, and I freak out. Oh my god. It was really I'm sweet. I'm imagining Roger just, like, draped in a satin robe. <laughs> my satin robe. No, I don't have one, but oh my Yours, god. Yours, <laughs> with, like, his, like, little legs just, like, out and exposed. Oh God! Yeah, but I've it was... never met this person, <laughs> but I've seen a few pictures. Yeah, it was really sweet. It meant a lot. That's it was beautiful. a five-hour drive for like twenty-four hours of hanging out, but it was sweet. So we go to dinner and we get back. It's like nine o'clock. We're both very tired because it's been a long week for both of us. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "I'm gonna take a thirty-minute nap. Then we're gonna hang out. We're gonna whoop it up, do a puzzle." <laughs> Live life to the fullest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we he takes the nap. I'm on my phone. And then I'm I start to get tired. Power nap. And then we're going to do a puzzle. Yeah. God. <laughs> we love puzzles. Morgan. We love doing. We drink tequila. I drink tequila. And we do a puzzle. <laughs> it's a fun time. I never. Time. I, I. Since you've been an old woman since you were in third grade. <laughs> I've always wondered if you would ever find your. My your old man. Old man. Yeah, and, I did. Wow. I did. You've got it. <laughs> and he's amazing. So we he, we take the 30 or he takes a 30 minute nap and then I'm tired. So I decide I will also take a 30 minute nap. <laughs> so I set my timer for 30 minutes and I knock out and then I wake up to an alarm and my timer says that it was set for three hours and 14 minutes, which I had specifically set it for 30 minutes and turned it off. Hi. Yeah. Three point one four. Yeah. Arturo knows me. So, <laughs> so it was around two in the morning. It was almost two, and I was like, "Okay, we're obviously not getting up. We're going to bed now." So I wake Roger up to tell him we're going to sleep now, because <laughs> hey, that's the type of person off. I am. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> so I get up because all of the lights are on in the house. I have a big paper lamp from ikea that i don't want to set the house on fire with so i turn all the lights off i leave the door cracked so the cat can get in and out because our litter box is not in my bedroom and then i go to sleep and then i wake up but it's like the in-between kind of wake up where i'm asleep but awake and i'm Mm -hmm. laying there and i think i don't know if my eyes are closed or not but i feel like they're open because i can see what's going on like i can see the door well, that's a good reason to assume. That's why I'm assuming my eyes are open. So right. I'm awake-ish. I'm looking at the door. I'm not really moving. And then I hear a door open or close in the house. Not a front or back mm-hmm. door coming into the house. Like someone's already inside of the house and I hear a door. Mm-hmm. So I'm freaking out. But for some reason, I either can't tell Roger or I decide not to tell Roger. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe you'll just go away. And so I wait a while. And then suddenly somebody is in the room. There, The door is cracked enough for a cat to get in and out, but not for 
like a person to get in and out without having to open the door. So the door hasn't been physically opened. It's the same amount of cracked. But there's this person who's really tall and they're opaque white and there's no face or features. I see the outlines of their arms and legs and face like they've it's a body and they're, it's looking at me specifically. And I, I've never had this happen before. I've never had a nightmare like this ever. I had sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. I couldn't say anything. It was staring at me and I was staring at it. And I finally muster up a stupid like, or or like a, oh no, like something stupid, (laughs) something stupid. And Roger thankfully is always on full alert. Like I'll get up to pee and he'll be like, oh, what What was that? What's that? And I'm like, it's okay. Guard down. You're fine. You're fine. So he luckily, luckily woke up and was like, what's wrong? And I was like, there's a person. And he's like, no, there's no person. You're okay. And then I didn't see it after. Because I remember I got to turn around and look at him to tell him. And when I looked back, they weren't there. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just scared. (laughs) And then I tried to go back to sleep. My heart race kind of went down. I went back to sleep. And then I started to wake up like I did before. And I didn't see anybody. But I heard a person, one person yell talking in the house. A man was talking very loud. And then I once again was like, oh, no. And Roger said, there's nobody here. I don't hear anyone. You're okay. Go back to sleep. So, yeah. That was the most terrifying dream. I've I've never had a dream like that. My dreams are not creative. They're never where I am. I'm always, like, in a school, running away from a blob. Something stupid. (laughs) So it was terrifying. And last night I had a friend over... We were in the front room, and there was a bunch of sounds coming from the back room, and she was like, I gotta go home. <laughs> Good luck with that. What the fuck, friend? But I told Why her- Why did she stay with you? She didn't want to be haunted. So I told her that if I was too spooked, I'd just sleep at her place. <sighs> but, yeah, I slept with my door closed last night. But yeah, the dream happened on Saturday night. And it was terrifying. What are your mm. thoughts? I had to I had to tell you on the podcast because I wanted to get your reaction for everyone to hear. Raw Wiggins <laughs> response. Yeah. Uh wow. That's very troubling to yeah. to hear. I don't know. You are a it... loved one. Thank you. Um Thank you. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it was just a nightmare or if I'm being reached out to. What I find unusual mm-hmm. is that it was a white outline, white opaque. Usually it's black. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably a good sign. Yeah. And it doesn't seem as if anything has been malicious. Yeah, for sure. It seems like uh, it's just, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's just attention. looking at me. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading this completely wrong and... I'm not sure no, how I feel about like a ex- no like a maybe it's like a guardian situation and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's what it is and I'm just looking into it wrong. I don't know. The arms and legs were really long. Oh. Didn't like it. Ah! <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like sleep paralysis. I'm not going to recommend it to anyone. 
I, I sleep. I've heard sleep paralysis. I've heard what you've described basically a hundred million times. Yeah, and it sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds absolutely terrifying. Thankfully, oh, Roger was there, and I don't know if him being there had anything to do with anything. Because the most activity Maybe. that's happened has been when no one else, like my roommates, aren't here. Well, maybe because Roger was there, the thing was like, hey, who's with you? Are you good? Oh, maybe. And I was. I was good. That was fine. (sighs) Yeah. I was not fine that night. (laughs) (laughs) She was not fine. Yeah. I'm getting some sage after work tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta bless that house. Yeah, I do. I would go in into a blessing. I don't know why I think I would be qualified. <laughs> but um, I'm a Christian soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Christian soldiers, not that uh, heresy known as Protestantism, good Catholicism, speaking of that, um, <laughs> all the Methodists are so mad right now. <laughs> No, the Methodists are sweet people. They're just dead wrong. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, Mardi Gras is fast approaching. So, I'm taking you to 4800 Canal Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. At the end of the Canal Street Cemetery streetcar line, a mansion sits. Surrounded by the famed cities of the dead, which is what they call the massive above ground cemeteries, where basically you got a plot of land where, God, that's, I sound so fucking Texan. You got a plot of land. You got yourself a big old plot of land. Get yourself a plot. (laughs) You don't want to go in and get yourself a plot of land. Get yourself a plot of land. (laughs) My mama was a beauty queen. And basically, you fill it to the brim with bodies. Anyway, the former home has its share of morbid history, and it's surrounded by these cities of the dead. It's on the cemetery line. Oh, God. <laughs> Which That's is essentially good. where I live, because you get on the train, and I'm surround- you would take off immediately surrounded by cemeteries. So mm. I am, in a way, also surrounded by cities of the dead. 1872. The mansion is built by a Mrs. Mary Slattery to be lived in by her family for generations. It's this beautiful, gigantic white mansion with the curved front like the White House and with um, columns. I think it's called a colonnaded portico. I tune out whenever I hear those architectural terms. And, uh, and she built it for her to be her their basically family home forever but this would not come to pass and though apparently her son was thriving in the lucrative business of gravestone stone cutting uh Aww. mary and her daughter passed away potentially of yellow fever and the family sold the home Aww. in 1905 when it passed through several hands until it landed in pj mcmahon's he was a, a practical His and name romantic. Was P. J. McMahon. P. J. McMahon. <laughs> well, it's spelled it's spelled Mick M A H O N, but I feel like that's probably pronounced McMahon. Would say that again. M C. 
ain't got nothing on me. No, MC, <laughs> MC, capital M-A-H-O-N, McMahon. McMahon? Pretty sure it's McMahon. McMahon. It's McMahon. Uh, anyway, like he a was bad, a practical. Like a semi-pro wrestler. Anyway. A semi-pro wrestler. Yeah. Probably no, he was not. <laughs> he was... He dreamed of turning the mansion into the grandest funeral home in the Crescent City. What a dream. I dreamed what a dream. What a dream. What a goal. What a realistic man. Uh, not sure how much competition there would have been, though. Probably none. Yeah. There's no other gigantic funeral homes. Funeral mansions. And as a result, it ran for 80 years. Why would you need a full house? For a funeral home. Let me tell you. It covered every element of the funeral process and comfort of the bereaved. No! You have got an autopsy room, an embalming room, a crematorium on site, cold storage for the dead, casket storage, casket sales, and a flower sales facility. You have also got apartments... So you can stay above while your loved ones are being cold held below. It's like a Costco. I'm so upset. I think I literally wrote it was like a Toys R Us for death. One stop shopping. It's true. So you and your family could go to your grandma's funeral there. And if you happen to drop dead at that moment, you would not have to leave the place until you were safely in your mausoleum. My God. That's impressive. I, I don't like mm-hmm. that. Not one bit. You gotta really? get yourself plot of land. No, I don't like that. It you makes me uncomfortable. You get yourself a plot of land. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable when houses are that functional with funeral. <laughs> I Functional in general. But with the funeral stuff? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Of course it's gonna be haunted. I'm- Duh. Well, yes. And also, they could hold up to seven funerals at one time. How big was this house? It's a mansion. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? My God. Yeah. If you didn't like the spread at the funeral reception you were at, you could walk over to another one and see (laughs) if they had food you like better. You could funeral hop. Hey. If you really like to cry. Uh, it's estimated that over 20,000 funerals were performed within its walls before, like, 1985. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. A lot of dead people. That's true. Gross. So, in the 1990s to the early 2000s, it continued to operate, but the cost of upkeep was such an extraordinary, of such an extraordinary and aging building was beginning to take a real toll. So, it was sold in 2004 to be transformed into, you guessed it, a day spa academy. (laughs) What? (laughs) What is that? What's a day spa academy? I think that's when they where they train people how to uh, give massages and shit. They've already got all those gurneys. Oh my god! You just got cut some face holes. You're good. Yeah, they just have to carve the face holes into it. Oh god. I am appalled and confused. 
at the transitions. This smells house funny. Taking. Just oh, relax. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now you'll experience but- a little embalming. That's natural. That's normal. <laughs> you may even feel plumper as you leave filled <laughs> in those wrinkles. That's just part of the process. Uh, they gutted the building to make way for the restorations. Uh, now, this is where I've gotten conflicting stories. Okay. Apparently, the CEO of the company that owned it died under mysterious circumstances, and their board decided to pull out of the project completely. And then it was placed on sale that year, and it would remain empty and abandoned for three years. I've also heard that it was because of Hurricane Katrina that it they abandoned plans to build there, but it didn't really get impacted by Katrina because it was only like six inches of water in the basement because it was on such high ground. So they might have been too stories. Busy doing other stuff with their personal lives they might have left and it, it could have uh, yeah because i think they because they left in before katrina but anyhow post katrina you've got a, a gutted massive mansion who's gonna who's gonna buy that as shit, we know, you know there's some weather <laughs> there was weather and <laughs> climate considerations to be made so it sits empty until 2007 when jeff Bourne buys it to transform it into a multi-million dollar haunted attraction destination to flood the senses with pulse pounding terror and excitement (laughs) it it uh it appears as though, actually, the place is genuinely haunted, despite the obvious fact that it is a commercial haunted house. So, uh, yeah, obviously, at first, I was a little turned off by the, like, welcome to the asylum room, like, you know, that kind of shit, Uh, where it's like, there was never an asylum here. There's no reason to have a sexy nurse with, like, a zombie face here. Like, there... But... The workers there have another tale to tell. After the last screaming guest leaves, a differently terrifying uh, uh, atmosphere screams at you. <laughs> a- around and under you. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so we got a we got a bunch of uh, former employees telling, or current employees talking about what what's going down, what happens. There's a guy named Kenny DiGiovanni, which is a great, hilarious name. Kenny DiGiovanni. That you would name a child Kenneth, if their last name was DiGiovanni. <laughs> it's like I don't know, Kenny. I feel like your name should have been like Fierro. Yeah, know. something with a bit more flair. Maybe they're trying to yeah. even out the last name. Yeah. <laughs> they should have named him, uh, what are one of the kids on, uh, not Silence of the Lambs, Children of the Corn? Malachi. <laughs> Malachi de Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> now that is cultural mixing. At its finest. <laughs> so he, w- that's what America's all about. Malachi de Giovanni. He was sleeping in 
in his new name is Malachi, was sleeping in the building and he woke to the sound of screaming. Now, as he became more alert, he realized that the screaming was much louder than he thought. So he gets up out of bed and explores, looks around, tries to find anything, finds nothing. Another employee named Lance Hawk, which I think Lance is a totally fine first name combined with Hawk. And it's spelled not like the animal, but like if you wanted to hawk your grandmother's pearls. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Good. (laughs) So it's interesting because his first name and his last name are both verbs. Uh, They could be. They could be both nouns and verbs. A, man a of lance action. and a hawk, or to lance and to hawk. <laughs> I don't know if you can. No, you can lance something, can you? Yeah. Yeah, you can lance we'll something. Sh- we'll shelf that for now. Okay. But we'll, we'll have our fact checkers get on that. <laughs> we'll have a new grammar section. It'll be longer than the podcast itself. <laughs> So uh, so he says that you constantly hear noises. There's always footsteps. You'll be in one room and just hear paper shuffling, living noises in the other, walk in, nothing there. There's always just the feeling that somebody's just in the next room and then there's no one. Apparently, former employees had reported hearing a loud dragging noise up and down the stairs. It was so yeah. persistent. Right up and down the stairs. Shablam! <laughs> you hear the sound of extremely heavy, gigantic heels <laughs> up and down the stairs. And a split. Um, mm, nice. Close, but no. <laughs> Looked into the history, found out, or I guess they deduced... That there was no other way to bring up the coffins to the various floors. Uh, so they would have just dragged them. And that they, yeah. So they basically <sighs> concluded, well, must just be the the draggings of coffins. Gross. Nothing to worry about here. Gross. <laughs> yeah. No. Not in the house. In that house, yes. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> this place is such a fucking creep show i can't believe that was his chosen line of business they did it on purpose perhaps he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fuck this house up forever that's what i'm gonna do how much creepier can i make it embalming what if i just created a whirlpool of negative energy wouldn't that be fun even the flowers you're gonna get some ghost smells I'm not okay with any of it. None of it. Go ahead, though. I want to hear all of it. (laughs) I'm not okay with any of it, but continue. Uh, So they just chalked it up to basically history kind of repeating itself. Echoes of history. Okay. Uh, People have been reporting paranormal activity there for about 100 years. In the 30s, a lady in white began began making herself known. So this is currently as it's being run as a death emporium. Uh, and she has been seen to ask people if they've seen her husband. She identifies herself as Mary or Marie. Then in the 70s, 
a former undertaker was loading a casket into a hearse when, so ironic, he slipped on a curb and knocked his head and died as a result. Oh, oh my God. I know. Talk about putting all of yourself into your work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is why I'm haunted. I'm sorry. Since then, people have been reported seeing a tall man walking about the premises, asking people if they're looking for a Mr. Henderson. Is that him? Oh, I I hope. Is anyone looking for no a Larry Henderson? <laughs> if y'all have been looking for me, I'm happy to do work, but nobody's coming to ask me. I can't clock so, in. I don't know where my card is. <laughs> They replaced my locker area with what looks like a bathtub filled with fake goo, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what to do about that. So, uh, in the 1960s, the embalming room is uh, probably the most active of all the rooms, but the rumor is that in the 1960s, uh, a, former, a mortician had worked there and is still there. Still embalming, and he is not pleased with how they've redecorated it to look extra spooky. He has identified himself as Samuel. I respect that. Me too. I'd be fucking pissed if I had this beautiful historical home, which I did my horrific work in, and then I died, and then they made it. They made a mockery of it. More horrific. It's true. It is kind of a mockery. He's like, I spent time actually making this place haunted, and you're just gonna. Spoof on me, dog. (laughs) Now, this is when it gets real fun. We got some children here. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Children, Daniel and Agnes, have been spotted many, many times. Our friend Lance Hawk was painting a wall one day and he looks down and he sees a little boy clear as day staring up at me (laughs) these people's accents it's so interesting and and difficult it's somewhere in between texas and old south and a little bit of kid john it's ridiculous and i love it and i can't really do it uh my favorite is um that scooby-doo movie where they're in louisiana yep and the guy the old man he's like he does not have a cajun accent but it's like they're trying really hard oh on the plantation it's kind of like um the other main it's it's like the other scooby-doo movie where they're in new hampshire with the witch and there's the the emo eco-friendly band um um what are they saying what are they saying uh duh earth wind Fire and air, we mean it, but we don't care. And it was like, welcome to the town. And <laughs> it was fall, and the guy looked like what Stephen King thinks he looks like. He was like, my aunt, my great aunt is in the book. And that's how he said book. And the witch was trapped in the book, and then she trapped him in the book. You would be all over this, Katie. I don't know what it's I called, know. but just look up the New Hampshire Scooby-Doo movie. And okay. the owner of the town sounds like this. And it sounds like well, that. Well, that sounds more realistic. Yeah. 
well, but also like very hokey. And that's that's <laughs> like the Cajun version of that is what the Scooby Doo guy sounds like in the Louisiana movie. <laughs> well, what kills me is that I have family in Louisiana, and but they're not from New Orleans. They're straight Cajun. Kid, would you like some coffee? You got a skin and bone, got a feel you would boudin. You know, they talk to me like that. Everybody used to smoke, so they all talk like this. But you go to New Orleans, you know it's something different. That's literally exactly how they talk. Love That's love amazing. you, Aunt Judy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, we've got children. He's painting a wall. He sees a little boy, clear as day, looking up at him. That he, they look at each other for a few moments Ugh. until the little boy disappears in front of Lance. <gasps> How rude. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Hey, get back here. Respect <laughs> your elders. <laughs> so the kids run around often. They're often heard little footsteps, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. They're apparently very rambunctious. Uh, they've caught lots of EVPs, which I'm going to play for huh? you. Because they are some of the best EVPs I've I ever heard. I love a good EVP. A good EVPA. Okay. So the first one I'm going to play is supposed to be the little girl's voice. And if this goes on long, obviously I'll edit it. Neat, neat. 5.55. I think it's ironic that they're ghost kids, but they've got middle-aged adult names. Well, that's just because... They're from the past. And the reason that middle-aged people have the names that they have is because at the time they were born, that was popular. Makes sense. Thanks, Morgan. So, I hope you can hear this. Here, I'll turn the mic over. I'll turn my volume up all the way. Did you hear that? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> the little... Yeah. She wasn't saying anything specific, was she? They were saying that she was saying, stop Daniel. I hear, okay. 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 Play it one more time. Let me, let me play it again, uh, and I'll turn my volume. Okay. I definitely hear stop. <sighs> yeah. And it sounds like like a three-year-old or four-year-old girl, doesn't it? It does. I love doing research and finding like a little paranormal investigative team where they post their EVPs online. Those always Mm -hmm. give me chills. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to play you another EVP. Okay. Is this Daniel or Agnes? Uh, This is going to be Daniel, Uh which is crazy because it sounds like about an eight or nine-year-old boy. Okay. No, I don't like it. Was the whistling him, or was that like something that was? I think he was the whistling as well. Okay, I didn't like any of that. That was so scary. And what's crazy, so did you hear any specific words? No, I couldn't make out words, but also, I can't really hear very well. <laughs> right, I know, I should have, 
it's on a YouTube clip, and I, I didn't want to, like, download the MP3 and then do all the shit. Yeah. Uh, basically, it sounds like, go get it. Go get it. That's, like, what the first one was. <sighs> and then the second one was, talk to me. <sighs> I know. Isn't that upsetting? I don't like that. Could go, sir. I don't like that. Nope. What makes me really upset about it is because I work with children and see them so often that it's so sad for me to imagine that they are confused and not where they're supposed to be yeah. and they don't know how to move on. That makes me really sad. Because kiddos really don't know. They really don't get it. And then it. to be stuck like, in the kid's stage for years mm-hmm. and years and years and not know why. It's sad and also terrifying. Oh. Yeah. I heard a sound. It's fine. What happened? I just heard a... Like a bang. Oh, great. I was sitting down, and I was trying to talk to the ghost, and I said, hello, and then I heard a banging sound on the roof, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> nope. Never mind. Never I take mind. it back. I'm good. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, and also extremely upsetting. Uh, <clears throat> and they've also got an image of the little girl is caught on film standing next to the staircase i can send you that image and i can also put it on the instagram when i post this episode oh my god yeah it's a great photo oh my god now they have like an in-house paranormal investigator uh named ken harrington who's super sweet and really informative and god bless him and his wife was a hardcore skeptic which is fascinating to me that that's literally his entire occupation yeah. and she's like hardcore skeptic. I don't so believe what you do for a living, Kenneth. Well, it's literally like if one of your, if like the husband works for an oil company and the wife is like an eco activist. It's like these seem like at odds. Mm-hmm. Then now after like spending time in that place she said he said that she believes more than i do which also feels like a strange thing to say and that as if your occupation is paranormal investigator you should probably believe more than most people i feel like they should be at the same level i feel like if you believe there you go that should be enough right you'd think does she think everything's a ghost does she think she's a ghost what if she was? <gasps> She's not. <laughs> so, so they've seen it like standing together in places in in the in rooms in the home. They've seen statues rock back and forth. Uh, one night they were building a wall. No, one morning they were building a wall to the crypt because they were anticipating haunted house season downstairs. And they were just doing some work. And then they see an old man in blue pajamas standing <laughs> in the corner watching them. <laughs> what are y'all getting up to? If, if, and they, <laughs> if my grandpa were a ghost, that'd be him just supervising a construction project. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, 
Y'all are using the wrong kind of drywall. Did you brace that? <laughs> he didn't put a brace on it. You're going to want to get That'll yourself crumble. a plot of land. Like your marriage. Get you a plot of land. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So now she believes a ton because they see this fucking man in the corner and he's like, baby, do you see this right now? And she's like, are you talking about the old man in the corner wearing blue pajamas? And he was like, yep. <laughs> she was like, shit, man. And uh, it saved their marriage. Thanks, old man. No, it didn't. That's that's conjecture. I but mean, I it helped it. it. I'm sure. I'm sure it how did. Can believing, I'm sure it how did. Can be- you didn't believe in what your husband did for a living, his passion, and now you believe. That's got to help things. That's not going to make it worse. It, it has it to has help to. things. It has to. So, they brought in psychics, and they have mentioned that the mansion is a stopping point for transient ghosts. Undesirables. You know what I mean. Transients. Uh, no, just ghosts that are basically wandering around, because guess what? In Within one square mile of this place... There's more than a million people interned in the ground. And they probably remember it as being a funeral home. They're like, send yeah. me on my way, Kenny. Send me on my way. <laughs> send me home, Kenny. Send me home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Once again, this is not Texas. This is New Orleans. And... Uh, they would probably just have a raging jazz band. Yeah, they just have a big uh, party. And not a very soulful uh, nasal uh, <laughs> ballad, which is how I'd like to go. Uh, Lurleen from The Simpsons would sing him away. Do you remember her? Oh, Lurleen Lumpkin? Yeah. Of course I do. It's Lurleen. You really believe in me, Homer? <laughs> yeah, I remember Lurleen. Anyway... More than a million people are interned within a square mile of this place. And what they keep finding to be astonishing is that no matter where they're... They get millions of people coming in every year, going through the house. People that have never met each other. People from all across the country. Everybody says the same things about these spirits. They say, I've seen a woman in white. She said her name was Mary. I said a woman in white. She said her name was Marie. She asked me where her husband is. This woman just asked me who, if I've seen her husband. Like, you see the same thing there. I just saw a little boy run by me. Or I heard a little girl giggle behind me. I heard whistling. They all account this, have the same account consistently, um, in empirically i don't know i'm just throw that word in see if that makes it feel scientific it's not empirical but it's uh it's it's interesting uh that it seems like unrelated parties are all in agreement on who is is occupying this place now the ghost adventures did visit yeah they did uh could not find the episode and also i did not super want to (laughs) I feel that. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> um, and also, they apparently did an episode on New Orleans, but they tried to contact and talk to people about, like, Katrina, spirits from Katrina, and I think that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That is 
far too recent of a tragedy to... Yeah, you're going to stir up some anger. And well, it just among living people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, this True. is... Um, like, if... It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, we're not... Those are wounds that are still very much extremely recent and unhealed that's something that i think should not be broached for like another 50 years maybe like i just don't think you should mess with it but um new orleans is steeped in some kind of something and it was built on corruption and lies and nonsense but it's also fun and a, good a lot time. of fun a lot of lies a lot of corruption though but still fun but then also so many dark spirits, so much dark negativity, but fun. And it's very <laughs> confusing. Yeah, it's uh, got both extremes. And But that's why I think Mardi Gras has such a, well, number one, Mardi Gras has such a an importance in New Orleans because New Orleans is a, a primarily and was a primarily Catholic city, which is uh, very unusual in the United States. Uh, at especially at that time, everybody was fucking Protestant. The traitors should have all gone to the gallows back in England, but you know, whatever. Uh, freedom of speech, etc., and freedom of practice, whatever you think is right. But anyway, and Mardi Gras is a is a Catholic celebration where you go crazy and insane, and then you basically give up something and do penance for the next 40 days and where's a better place to go totally fucking insane than practically like the city of the devil but it's like the fun devil it's the chill devil <laughs> yeah it's cool he's so it, it just convenient it just conveniently worked out that way that mardi gras happened to be very catholic and then also very fun and also kind of evil just a little evil. I think the Mardi Gras cake, which is delightful, that has the the king's, the cake. king's cake that has the baby hidden in it. That's creepy. Uh-huh. I don't want a naked no. baby in my cake. That's what gives it that extra sweetness. <laughs> the sweet baby Jesus. Is it supposed to be Jesus? <laughs> That's why they call him the sweet baby Jesus. Because <laughs> we baked him I was into actually- a cake. I was actually looking into how to make a king's cake because I was like, nobody's going to have a fucking king cake in Brooklyn shit. So that's true. I might I I might have to look into that. Um, I love Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. My dream is to become rich and famous uh, from this podcast (laughs) from some shit. I don't know. Maybe I jump over a man who has had a seizure on the subway tracks and I save his life and then. I get to be on When Ellen. you said jump over a man, I thought daredevil? And that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just jump over a man like you hop over him. And he's laying on the ground. And everyone's like, yeah! Whoa! I just need enough money to have a mansion where I can have consistent holiday parties. Ah! And I want to be the person that has the Mardi Gras party. Yes. I want to be, I want to lock down Halloween and Mardi Gras as my party days. So that everybody always comes to my place for Halloween and Mardi Gras. And it's like a standing invitation. And it happens every year. And it's amazing and incredible. And everybody uh, believes in the spirit of Mardi Gras. But not the spirit of Lent. And in any case, not the Holy Spirit. But we do believe in 
Spirits. Would that mansion be haunted? <laughs> oh, duh. I'm not sure there's a mansion around here that's not would haunted. Would you live in a haunted mansion? Sure <gasps> the uh, haunted I would live mansion. In the haunted mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Yes, I would. Yes, I you would. You fools. Wait, foolish, foolish mortals. <laughs> that movie uh, 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 is everything and then some. Yeah. If you wanted, at the beginning, we should say if you like and appreciate the level of humor and scares in the movie The Haunted Mansion, this podcast is for you. Yeah. If you, we should put that on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? We should put it on a t-shirt. There you go. Like, that's about the level of humor to spook that and we're singing. that we're liable to present. Yes. If you're more like a... Uh, I don't know. What's a fucking... No, that's just the best scary movie that exists. Yep. So, yep. It's Haunted Mansion. It's Eddie the only Murphy scary probably movie came out in my like, book. 2007 <laughs> prime year for spooky movies done yeah. it ain't got nothing on the shining <laughs> it's set that's it there you go if every paranormal podcast had to like identify a movie that like their vibe is that would definitely be ours yeah i love that me too I that. that's pretty much the dream i think that everyone should do that Yes, I will send a letter to the coalition. <laughs> it's a brotherhood. It's a loverhood. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Sounds like something I'm going to market. The loverhood. Uh, sounds like a body <laughs> part. easy payments of 1995. Uh, so if you have a scary story that you would like to send to us, please email it to us. Please. At letter Morgan, I have to tell them the email. <laughs> Send it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Morgan loves it. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I love it as well. I'm also I'm very pleased when people send stuff. Um you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at scary stories from Camp Row. Uh, if you want to see the burns from the Black Monk of Pontefract episode, Ooh. I posted a pic in that Instagram post. It's a multi-pic, so you have to swipe because it is slightly gruesome. And I did not want that just to be our photo. Yeah. So, so you can look for that. I'll post a picture of the stuff that we talked about. Uh, what else? Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Yeah. And the amount of support that we receive is really it's fantastic. Amazing. And we, yeah, even if we only have a, a small little following, it seems that it's a good it following. really makes a, f a few people's lives happier. And that's why we do it more than we could ever ask no well i do it for my own personal <laughs> satisfaction True. but it, it, if that spills over in any capacity i'm okay with it good um uh, i won't ambivalent. complain <laughs> <laughs> uh no feelings uh doesn't matter either way to me no we love you all and that's the truth i hope y'all celebrate mardi gras Woo! get a plot of Have land a Get yourself, Get yourself a, block. a plot of land, buy yourself a mug or a t-shirt, and <laughs> fill that land with bodies. <laughs> fill it. 
Um, yeah. Really though, celebrate Mardi Gras. Yeah. Get yourself a king cake. Get probably you can get one at Kroger. Uh, or Stop and Shop even. or Winn-Dixie or wherever the fuck you live. Or for our listeners that are not in America, I'm not sure they have grocery stores where y'all are at. <laughs> so improvise, all right? Put a bunch of glitter glaze over a bagel. Put a baby Jesus in. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, and I want y'all to listen to some New Orleans jazz music. Have a party, invite over your friends, especially if you're not from the United States and especially if you are not Catholic. Get your friends over and celebrate anyway, just to throw them off the scent. <laughs> and uh, Keep them on our toes. And exactly. Party for a long time. Have a fantastic day. Wake up the next day hungover as fuck, never wanting to do it again. And that's where Lent comes in. And you've got your 40 days where you can give up drinking. And it all works. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's really an ideal holiday. (laughs) I think I'm going to try to see some jazz uh, at a jazz club, a famous jazz club called the Blue Note in the village. So hopefully that'll be nice. It won't even be humid or hot outside, which will kind of be a buzzkill for me. Yeah, it won't feel like home. Yeah, not at all. So, but I mean, we do the best I'll sanitize some dishes at work. When you open the machine, it feels like a burst of Houston hits you. <laughs> humidity. And I'm like, ah, home. And then I'm immediately red and sweating. And it's lovely. <laughs> exactly. So turn on a shower, get a sauna going, and have a party. <laughs> Do it for us. I want somebody to have a goddamn motherfucking Mardi Gras party because we did this podcast and I want evidence. I want proof. EVPs, <laughs> video evidence. I want audio recordings of jovial happiness and laughter because I'm sitting here right fucking now in my sweatsuit with my coffee and we're fucking recording our voices. I don't think that's too much to no. ask. You in England. I know we have a few in England. Do it. Now. I don't care what your excuses are. Have a party. All right, that's all I have to say. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Yes. Yes. Well, great. That sounds fun. All right, I think we got it. Yeah. Y'all have have a spooky Filled night. With restless dreams of haunted things and happy Monday ground. Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. <laughs>